Boy, Trey, forever, baby. Man, it's your boy, artist. Yeah, the gap too deep. Are you Listen, all these personalities, everybody is a diva. Everybody wants to be her. Everybody wants to be not everybody wants to be a star because we we really do you know, balance each other out. So it's not mm -hmm. that anybody wants to be more important than the other person, which makes a good team. But we did cycle out through like maybe nine or 10 girls since I've been wow. on until we found our group that worked. So that was that was the most challenging part, finding women that could get along, that could work together, that can have disagreements and criticize each other without getting upset or offending somebody. And with that comes chemistry. Chemistry. And amazing events yeah. and shows. Y'all yeah. really came and brought that home. Thank so you. how does it feel to be a part of a team that had to work mm -hmm. to that? It's like a family. So no matter how angry we get at each other, we still sisters. Um, so I could talk about Nick Farrell. I could talk about DJ Ness. I could talk about Jazzy J, but nobody else can because those are my sisters. Yeah. Um, and we all have different personas. So they call us like the Spice Girls and they call us in vogue because we got Nick Farrell, who's crazy, loud, mm -hmm. out there. You got Jazz, who's quiet, cool, kind of gangster. Then you got Ness, who's just like, you know, party girl, but she's still kind of, you know, sexy. You got that edge to her. Then you got me. I'm bubbly. I'm just like, hey, I'm here. So we all, we're all different, but we just, we, you know, fill in all those gaps and mm -hmm. we each other's missing pieces. So we balance each other out. Fire, that is fire. Mm -hmm. But you said 2020. 21. So what was, what, what was your life like in 2019? In 2019, I was in the military, so I did. Talk about it. I did nine years in the military. Straight out of high school, right? Straight out of high school. That's crazy. I walked the stage and went straight to boot camp. I needed money, like that's I was. What, that's what the reason. Yep, I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to be in debt. I didn't want to gain a freshman 15. I was like, I need money right now, so I went to college. I did. I mean, not college. <laughs> I went to the Marine Corps. I did nine years in the Marine Corps until I was um, combat injured. Um, I ended up getting retired, thank God, I had to fight for that. Because one thing about me, I'm a fight. Don't play with me. What do you mean you had to fight to retire? Because they don't want to give you what you earn, what you deserve. I've heard that before. So they, when you join the military, they're like, oh, you can get this, 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 and this. They sell you all these dreams, but they don't want, they don't want to let you have them. They have all these stipulations, well, this, this, and this. No, mm. this is what you promised me, so this is what I'm going to get. Yeah. And now I don't have a bladder. I don't have a regular functioning brain because I have a, a traumatic brain injury from my explosion. Really? I was, and that's how I got retired because uh, I was in a convoy. We were going to deliver barbed wire and maneuver, manure to a friendly village, but we end up hitting an IED along the way. Where was this? This was in Afghanistan. Wow. So yep. you were in Afghanistan. Yep, I was in Ali Salim, Afghanistan. Um, and we hit a bomb and we blew up and it was a small bomb, thank God. So nobody was uh, killed or anything like that, but we did have injuries. So I got retired from that. So you hit a bomb and do you pass out immediately? Do you wake up in the hospital? How does this? I didn't pass out. Um, so when you in Afghanistan, they don't, you don't go to the hospital for real, unless you really messed up. So they, they get a medic, it's called a corpsman. Um, and the corpsman comes and checks everyone out and asks you, are you good? And then 
if you good, so half of us got into another vehicle that was like in front of us that didn't get it, uh, that wasn't an explosion. We finished the mission. Wow. But I didn't, I wasn't seen and diagnosed for my ish, for my injuries from that explosion until maybe a year later. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I had no physical, like some people had like, their head was dripping from like the impact and stuff like that. Like they may have bust their head or something like that. But mostly it was just so up everywhere because when we, so it was Americans, it was Georgians, not people from Georgia, the state, but people from the country, Georgia, um, Jordanians from the country, Jordan. And uh, so it was called, it's called Joint Task Force. So we all basically train each other. Mm-hmm. All the allied countries train each other with each other's uh, military tactics. Mm-hmm. So everybody was in there throwing up, speaking different languages. It was just crazy. It was just chaotic. But the worst part about the explosion was the throw up. Really? To me. But yeah. But I'm kind of crazy. I chase thrill, so. So after that, and that's after nine years? That was my third year in. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I still was in after that. I still had a successful career. But the diseases that I got from that injury, because I got mine was just a brain injury. I didn't even know anything was wrong until I started forgetting things. Um, until my body literally started breaking down, like my bladder. My, so like I said, my, because the bomb hit us from underneath, when we went up, everything in my body just from gravity compressed like to the yeah. top. So my pelvic floor had collapsed um, and my bladder was injured. So I had to get, I have a prosthetic bladder. They had to remove my real bladder. And now I have a metal box like the size of a cell phone what? implanted. With, and how did that change functions? So it doesn't really change the, you know, my lifestyle or anything like that. But at first, it might, it, like the box just had to settle in my body. It had oh. to agree with my body. So in 20, this also happened in 2020, the box rejected from my body. Like it literally came out of my skin. So it's like in my right butt cheek. But that's why I keep grabbing back there. But um, yeah, so the box literally it was came pushing out. out of my skin and it hurt. That was the worst pain I've ever felt. It was terrible. What? But it's literally tearing itself out of my body because it's an alien object right? in my body. So I had to get it put back in. Um, this time they used a different material. The first time it was titanium. This time it's, it's a plastic box. But um, yeah, I'm living with different devices and stuff inside of me, my jaw, all of that. And that's from the explosion of the jaw as well. So the jaw is from fighting. It's from, um, we have Marine Corps martial arts. And it's not a lot of women in the military. It's not a lot of small women. So whenever we do our martial arts, they pair us up with the next person closest to our size. Mm. So mine was a guy and he was like 200 pounds, like buff, like it was crazy. So we were fighting and they, when we fight, they tell us to fight at a certain percent. So 70%, you, you know, putting out 70% of your strength and stuff like that. So they made us go to 100%. This man roundhouse kicked me in my jaw, then flipped me up and slammed me. So I broke my tailbone and my jaw at the same time. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. But it's just the culture, it's the way of life. Like, I, it's something that I was used to, so I wasn't really tripping, but. Really? I was Kanye, like, I, my mouth was wired. I could show you some pictures, too. My mouth was wired shut for about three months. And this is all where you're still in? All still in the Marine Corps, yep. So this happened in 2015. Yeah, this was in 2015. But yeah, my mouth was wired shut for three months. Did I, he apologize? I know it's the culture, but goddamn. No, because he was mad because I was getting at him. Like, don't be mad because I was getting at you. Oh, you was he, fucking him up at yeah, first? Yeah, when we was doing 70%. That's why you know, he... Yeah. He said, oh, I got something for you. He's an asshole. No, for real. I'm like, you ain't going to have to do all that. Russ, nah, hell no. Sergeant Russ, but... <laughs> yeah. He was losing. That's what's he wrong. He was mad. He was mad. So he slammed me. And then he ripped my... I had a fake bun in. 
He ripped my fake bun in and threw it, I mean, out and threw it across the uh, he was, field. He was very he was upset. Mad. He was mad. It's okay. Don't worry. We can have a rematch. But yeah, I got, so I got three metal plates in that's my jaw and 18 fuck screws. <laughs> oh, you mad now? Yes, that's the, fucked up. It's the culture though. I'm, a, I'm one of the boys Fact. when I'm out there. But the throw the ponytail was extra. Cause why'd you have to, why you gotta embarrass me? Why you gotta do all <laughs> of that? You taking it too far. You already broke my jaw, you broke shit my jaw, hanging. Broke my tailbone, all of that. But I enjoyed it, it was fun. Did you? I did, I know it sounds crazy, but I did. So how long did it take you to adapt to the culture? Um. So for me, my dad was in the Marine Corps, so he already told me everything is a mind game. Yes. Everything is is to condition you to the, you know, the unknown. Uh, so we do things like we do mental hardening. We do cold weather training where we're just out. They send us to like places like Korea and we're just in the Korean mountains in the cold for no what? reason, living out of tents. Like it's miserable, it's miserable, it's miserable. I just, ooh, I remember I've ne I, being cold is just something I just, it's triggering. Yeah. Um, body hardening, where you're just getting kicked in your shins and then you're like sensitive spots. You're getting punched in your sensitive spots. Um, your forearms, because you have to practice your, how to fall correctly. Like if I need to drop on a spot, I need to know how to fall correctly without hurting myself. So literally you, like we, my jaws harden, my um, elbows, my forearms and my shins are still hardened. My whole body used to be hardened, but I've been out for like three years now, so. I'm softening back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the like principles and stuff you learned from the Marines? From the um, for me, I think the principles that stuck with me the most is one, never leaving somebody behind. Um, two, showing up as your best self. Like, so I was the minority of minorities. I was a black woman in a white man's institution. It's patriotic it's america that that's not what represents me so i always had to like prove myself i always had to be number one in any area i got to be the best shooter the fastest runner the strongest person doing push-ups you get what i'm saying so I, I always like had to compete with myself i always had to be better than i was the last time and like being the best like being in the military really made me a perfectionist like mm. So whenever I'm not number one, whenever I'm not first choice, whenever I'm not, you know, the best, I got to reevaluate my whole life and figure out, okay, how can I, what solutions can I come up with where I could become the best? So it made me a very strategic planner. I love that. Mm -hmm. And how have you adapted to being a media personality? You're mm -hmm. on, you're on camera now. You're not fighting. So I feel like you can still apply the same concepts to anything. So like yeah. controlling troops, uh, uh, like, so I would be, you know, in, in charge of maybe 300 to 600 troops. Wow. That's like being in front of 300 and 600 people in the audience. How can I, how can I control this crowd? Right. So I can apply those same, you know, concepts to being Is that a how you looked at it when you first got in? I did, like, you're like, okay, crowd control. How can I do this? Oh. Um, then we have this thing called BAMSIS, which is begin the planning, arrange reconnaissance. Arrange and reconnaissance is basically uh, what tools and resources am I going to use for this plan? Mm -hmm. um, M, make a plan. C, complete the plan. I is implement um, enforces, enforcements, which is, okay, so the plan is complete. This I is me, okay, this is what happened, and this is how I'm gonna change it for next time so it could be better. Um, and S is supervise. 
So now I figure it out. So now I could tell you how to do it. I could tell you how to do it. And I could tell you how to do it because I already did these other steps. So I, it's weird because I never even thought about military terminology and applying it to my life now, but I do. That's beautiful. I yeah. can sit here and talk, listen to that. Thank you. Like, for real, because that's, but that's nine years of nine your years, life. Nine years, yeah. And I made it, I worked, I worked my way up that totem pole. Like, I, I was a beast. I was a dog. Yeah. I was a dog. So, you're a mother of Three. Three. Mm-hmm. How is that balancing all of this? So, what I can say it takes a lot of sacrifice if you want to do this and be a parent. But for me, I, I have conversations with my kids. So I have two on earth, one in heaven. So my two, I have a boy and a girl, and they're five and seven. And we just talk. I talk to my kids. I ask them, like, how do you feel about me doing this? Or you know, how would you feel if I did this? So like, it's not just me, it's a package deal with a team. Mm -hmm. So anything that they not comfortable with me doing, I won't do. Mm -hmm. So like you said earlier, I moved to Atlanta. My kids, they didn't want to get pulled out of school in the middle of the school year. So a sacrifice that I had to make is to allow them to stay with their father for six months, just until June, I gave them for the rest of the school year. Okay, I won't pull you out in the middle of the school year, but you know, you still gotta come with mommy. But I let them, I'm allowing them to stay with their father because that's what they asked of me. I'm asking you to move and uproot your life. And you're just a kid, you don't really have a say so. Right. How can I help you with this process? Right. So we talk a lot, but my kids, they love what I do. It's exciting for them. you know, they heard our commercial on the radio the other day before I heard it. Um, I was listening to 106.1 FM here in Cleveland um, in the car, and my kids was like, Mommy, they said ooh wee. So I turned up the radio, and it was our commercial. And that wow. was, yes. How did that feel? They were cheering. Have you ever seen that, uh, seen the Temptations movie when they first heard they sung on the radio, then they was running down the street with the uh-huh. radio, everybody was coming out. That's how it was in the car. Like, my kids were screaming, cheering, going crazy I in the car. It. it was so dope. It's very rewarding. Or, like, when my kids go to school, like, oh, my mom's famous. Yeah. And then my daughter does her own little TikToks and stuff like that. And she likes to show off like me at work and stuff like that. Oh, sitting here while my mom's working. (laughs) So you got to talk to your kids. Yeah. And you got to make them part of the process. They can't just be your kids. They have to be a part of the whole, you know, the business. Mm -hmm. That's a fact because inclusion matters. Mm -hmm. And how, like, so you, you, you know, your father kind of used to do stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel like it negatively impacted your life or positively impacted your life? Um, both. both. Both, exactly. Absolutely. And that's where some sacrifices come in. Right. But I look at it again, applying it to my military career, I used to deploy. I used to go to training exercises for months at a time mm. and be away from my kids. So mm. they were already conditioned for this. They were already, you know, preparing for this their whole lives. It's, it's just a, something that's always been a part of their life. Yeah. But. I'm an unconventional mother. The love is always there. My kids love my whole life. Right. And like my mother, she tells me all the time, she says, you're a bad mother. She says, "Mm -hmm." she says, you've abandoned your kids. But if y'all know me, y'all know I'm with my kids all day, every day, post my kids all day, every day. Like I I have this thing, this program I call Ainge Academy where I teach kids. So it's not only my kids, but it's kids in the community kids or people that we went to school with, mm-hmm. people that we know, um, and they all bring their kids to my house and I just teach kids. Um, I did it a lot during the pandemic, but now I do it like in, during like summer break, I have kids come over and I teach them four hours out of a day, um, eight to 12. And my kids are advanced. My son is getting skipped. He's not going to first grade. So he's going from kindergarten to second. Wow. My daughter's top of her class. Like my kids are brilliant. They're brilliant. 
So can't nobody ever make me feel bad about the type of mother that I am, because yeah. I do more than ones that are there every single day. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you condition them to be strong on their own. I did. And a lot of parents don't even they know don't. how to do that. Mm -mm. No. And that's almost the key to life, if you think about Literally it. Literally preparing people, preparing, preparing your people, children. Preparing your children, preparing them to be by themselves mm -hmm. and be okay. Exactly. Fend for your, not even just fend for yourself, but know where to find the resources you need exactly. if mom can't be there for you. And being able to talk to them. A lot of kids can't talk to their parents. No. It's, you're the child, I'm the parent. Right. The, you, they can have that same respect and still be able to talk to you. 100%. Like you, you're my child, you're my parent, but I can still come to you for anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to take all of this? I'm not even sure. Wow. I'm really enjoying the ride. Like I, I, I don't have a desire to be famous, but if that happened, I take it. I don't have a desire to be filthy rich, but if that happens, I'll take it. I really just enjoy what I do, and I just want to continue doing what I enjoy because that's what life is about—being happy, doing what you do. Yeah. So, um, what type of events are your favorite? I like the low-key, chill type events. So I like. Um, Hosting events like, you know, dinner day. I'm always on the mic. I know. I'm always on the mic. I'm always on the mic. See, club scenes, they not really my thing because I'm not no trap drill rapping girl. <laughs> but give me. Sipping paint. Give me a sipping paint. Give me a showcase. Give me, you know, an award show. Give me, sit me up on the panel. Because one thing, I, like you said, I'm a passionate speaker. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like, so I like the low key type of events where I actually could engage with the people that I'm talking to and yeah. not just, you know, yell at a crowd. You know what I'm saying? So I like to engage with people. So what is a panel discussion you would like to see or be a part of? A panel discussion that I would like to be a part of is um, gun safety and awareness. I know mm -hmm. that sounds crazy, but black people don't, they don't give their kids proper gun training, mm -hmm. gun safety and like the protocols. So for with white kids, it's okay for them to go learn how to hunt and shoot and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's just a sport for them. But for us, it's like, oh, you making your, your child into a thug or a gangster. Right. Um, no, I'm teaching my child how to survive and provide for themselves in case they may need to go hunt one day or protect themselves in case yeah. they need to defend themselves. And no, you're not wrong. For, exactly. And I just hate how we're so marginalized and put into a box where we can't even, you know, do stuff like that. Right. Why is it a crime for my child to hold a gun? But you, yours get a trophy for doing the same exact thing. And it's in a, in a, in a, in a glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like having hard conversations. So I would like to have this conversation in front of like the NRA. Wow. Or in front of like a conservative group of white people because I won't back down from the questions. I won't be offended by anything that they have to say. And I'm gonna have an answer for everything. So That's yes, if, if anybody out there that's having some type of NRA or gun violence, I mean not gun violence, so freaking gun safety yeah gun safety hit me up because i'm ready for you so for the ooey mm -hmm. of it all the ooey of it all the ooey of it all <laughs> um what's kind of some of the plans for 2023 so for ooey we got the 50th celebration of hip-hop yes that's so huge. Y'all don't know, 50 years of hip-hop. Come on. Hip-hop is a baby. It is. Music has been around since day one, the beginning of time. And hip-hop is only 50 years old. Right. And it was created by black people, which is something to be celebrated. Yes. 
hip-hop was first introduced as a category formally recognizing this genre of music in 1989 at the Grammys. Wow. Yes. So it's still new. Hip-hop is only 50 come years on, old. history. I got to come with my facts. Come on. But yeah, so Uwe is celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, so make sure you're tuning in on our show. You can find us at 3O's WEE Radio Show on Instagram and Facebook. But yeah, so we celebrating that. We kicked it off with a little Adidas photo shoot. We teamed up with Adidas. We teamed up with iHeart uh, Radio and 106.1 FM in Cleveland. And so, yeah, we got a whole bunch of exciting things in store. Shout out Nova. Shout out Raya Yeah, Nova shout out to Raya. She did our photo shoot. It yeah, was bomb. Was fire. fire. Yeah, I, I loved crazy. it. I came um, What else we got going on? So in Atlanta on the 20... 29th. Will you be there? I, I will not, but I was watching. Yes. Okay, as long as you're watching, <laughs> I'm thank watching. you. I came oh, yes. in get you. So Atlanta on the 29th, <laughs> we're, we're also a part of, I don't know if you guys know who Deb Antony is, but Miss Deb, Waka Flocka's mom. Yeah, 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 Deb, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been watching the shit out of her. Yes, Miss Deb. She is hilarious. She is hilarious. Real. She's very real. She, and she'll tell you like it is. Like, she told us, she's like, y'all don't have to dress like that to get attention. So y'all, y'all got to meet her. Yeah, we, so we go, we call it her house. So we go to Miss Deb's house and we host events there. Oh, y'all have done this multiple times. Yeah, That's so fire. she is, so she's like, when we go to Atlanta, she's one of our managers. Wow. Yeah. So, um. That's big. Yeah, it's fun. So we had like, when we have our artists, like we had them like rap battle, like Waka Flocka and stuff like that. It's fun. We, have, we always have a good time down in Atlanta. But um, so yeah, Miss Deb's house, we are having a, a private party. So DM us if you want to pop up and perform for her because she's always open to performing. So like, you know, Apollo Spin. Yeah. We met him at Miss Deb's house. Really? Mm -hmm. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, we met him at Miss Deb's house. But um, yeah, we have um, a relaunch for our station. It's called B100. Well, her station that we're on, it's called B100. So check that out as well. It's yeah. literally B100. Um, but yeah, so we got that going off. Um, we got South by Southwest going up. March? March yeah. in Dallas, Texas. So y'all gonna be down there? We're gonna be down there. I gotta make it down there. I'm walking Everybody at LA Fashion Week. Are you? I'm walking at LA Fashion Week in March. So thank you. That's fine. Thank you. And the thing is, I, was, I used to be camera shy. I used to not like how I looked on film, but I just feel like I'm 30 now, stepping into myself more. So I'm getting confident because everybody, not everybody, but people tell me I'm pretty all the time. It's yeah. just, it just took me to believe in myself. Facts. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So that's my first time walking in a big show. That's huge. And when, when is that? Uh, March 23rd. Fire. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. A month before my birthday. I yes. love it. But um, I want to talk, I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you, and we're going to get you out of here. Mm -hmm. um, how was it uh, meeting and interviewing the owner of Rap Snacks? Because I feel like that was a big moment for you. It was a big moment for us. That was a really good moment. You know, they gave us five-star treatment. Wow. So we get sent to this unmarked location, downtown Miami in the high rise. We get what? sent all the way up to the penthouse. Like we walk through these big glass doors that say Rap Snacks. They, waiting on his hand and foot, bringing his food, bringing his water, bringing his wine, bringing his drinks, yes. Um, and then we actually meet him and he's cool, mm -hmm. down to earth. We just talking to him normally, like, you know, conversing like this. And he was just, he really liked us and he really was messing with us. Um, he liked our concept. So we, we did some TikToks with him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was fun, but like we, he gave each of us a flavor. Mm. Um, and it was based off of our personalities and our images and stuff like that. And my flavor was sweet and spicy barbecue. Mm. And then my um, 
my ooey drink, make sure y'all go get those at y'all local stores. Yes. Is mango strawberry. That's the orange one. The light, like orange is light pink. So get that one. But yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that we got our own flavors and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they really rocked with y'all. They did. And we still talk to him, you know, periodically throughout the year. Uh, we talk to him like individually and with the show. Wow. But yeah, and they send us snacks every, I, I got to bring you some too. Please. They send us snacks in bulk, so yeah. Jeez, y'all got it. We do. Look, it was a great winning. experience. I love Thank it. Thank you. I love it. Um, of course, of course, of course, before we get out of here, it's called Get Off Your Chest. Okay. You've been getting so much off your chest, though. I want to I wanna try to angle it somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, inspiration, right? Because mm -hmm. you're in inspiring. Your story is inspiring what Thank you've you. had to battle through. And I think a lot of... Um, of the same things I, I'm hearing from successful people is just 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 workhorses. Like mm -hmm. you're a workhorse. You like I seen you last night. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm tired. Like tired <laughs> to to tired. But it's like that's what we live for. Exactly. You, and that's why you gotta love what you do. But um, I feel like there's no way to be successful without discipline, without ambition, without drive, without sacrifice. You literally gotta want it. You have to be hungry. There's no way to survive in this industry mm. without being hungry. You have to be able to lose money. You have to be able to hustle to make more money to pay for this lifestyle. When just they to lose it again. Just to lose it again. When they say starving artists, oh, they man. literally mean feed the just children. To, just starving. to lose it one more time. No, oh, for man. real. Like it's not easy. People I just can't. they think it's so glam and glitz. No, yeah. baby. No. I'm broke. I need to go find me. This is the same jacket, and I'm keeping it look, on. Look, I'm so tired of buying clothes. For real. Trying to look good for y'all, so for make sure y'all tap into King Teeth Network and Ooey Radio Show. Come on now, Cause and watch them periodically, because I might wear the same things a couple times. Don't it's worry about okay. that. It's okay. We hustling. We hustling. We making it happen, y'all. Facts. I ain't we making it happen. Because mm -hmm. when I got 17 Nike Techs, I was about to say, I'm still going to wear one, because I'm going to keep the other 16 for me. Exactly. And walk around Rotation. with those. Come on now. But, um, I don't care. I love you. I love you too. I love too. your whole life. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, I'm inspired by you. Oh, thank you. Um, proud of you. Mm-hmm. And we got so much more to do. It's only the beginning. That like, I just, it's just the way things are falling in place with this shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, oh, we about to. It, you know, when you can feel it, you feel crazy. it brewing. I feel, I feel it, it's about to take off. And we said that we had the same conversation we have the same conversation every time we see yeah, each we other. Do. And every time we see each other, we're a little bit more elevated. Yeah, a little bit closer to that. So we need to continue having this conversation. Absolutely. And, you know, we got to Damn. a point where you won your award the first year, I won my first award and stuff like right. that. Right. And it's just like we've been growing and building. And, you know, people that know both of us, they they love seeing us together shining. Facts. Even though we don't work together, they Facts. love seeing that we're still doing it. So I feel like you are my motivation to keep going. Like, oh, I got to keep up with he. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So... I love it. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is I, I jumped in this and then like literally six months later, I was like, is that ancient? It sure was. Oh, hello. Exactly. Like we, we all to take this shit over. Oh I ain't gonna lie. We start taking over after that though. After that first week Like for real. Yeah, it was like, all right, now it's time like, to go. Oh, all right. I know somebody in this bitch. We exactly. Here. Like, cause it's, you really walking in the dark by yourself. Yeah. Until you find the people to, you know, help brighten your light, yeah. fuel your fire. Shout out Troop. Shout out Troop, man. Because mm -hmm. he's one of those alignments, too, of, of just somebody you can, like, you can watch just grind. Mm -hmm. like, and 
uh, and he understands and appreciates the grind. Exactly. So, man, just keep grinding. Thank you. You left to Atlanta, but that just means more opportunities. I'm still here, though. Exactly. And we got you back. Happy belated. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Out. Thank I was you. Up back then. It's okay. It's okay. But, I understand. Um, thank you for everything. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to work with you more. Yes. This is the King Teeth Network. It's been a long fucking day. Real long. But you, I gotta understand. If you ain't willing to grind, don't be worried about shining because you're not gonna shine. Mm -hmm. You gotta grind first. Peace. Thank you. Yay.